You must be 18 or older to listen to this podcast. When I snap my fingers, I want you to sit down on this big fucking tent pole, and I want you to sit down all the way. Matt and Ouija. No hesitation. You get that thing lined up with that butthole, and you sit straight down all the way. That's right. It's time for the big gay sex show with the two big studs themselves. You know what I want. Now give it to me. Give it to them, guys. And here now they are. Matt and Ouija. Sit. You just sit all the way fucking down on it. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sit. I'm going to burp any second, I promise. Uh, Welcome to the Big Gay Sex Show. Woohoo! The Daddy Years, the twice a month podcast that tells you everything you ever wanted to know about gay sex and even more. And everything everything you didn't. Everything you didn't. I'm Matt. I'm Ouija. And the reason most people. See, <laughs> oh my god, he can't and even I'm get my Ouija, plans right. The no. most and I'm of Ouija. The men in California walk like cowboys. Womp womp. Okay. Oh, retro material, bitch. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a quick reminder that Patreon offers listeners a way to support creators like us. And receive rewards not open to the general public, like dirty audio clips. Patreon-only videos, vintage podcast archive access, <laughs> naughty photos of Ouija and Matt, which you could actually get on Twitter anyway. But, you know, with, with Patreon, you get so much more. You find um, some Ouija out there, too. Just naughty photos, blah, blah, blah. And if you want to become a patron of the show for as little as $1 a month, just go over to patreon.com backslash BGSS. Now we we want, want to thank our, to current, thank patrons our current patrons and, and our, our newest, newest patrons, patrons, Jim, Jim Thomas, Thomas, and Lamont. And we would also like to give a huge shout-out to all the new Redditors that have followed us on Reddit. I promise this episode I will remember you. I will try to find out what this Reddit is, and I will try to um, really cool. be participatory. Mm-hmm. That's a big word, isn't it? It is. Participatory. Mm-hmm. It's like when the dew drops off your penis hole. Participatory. Participatory. <laughs> well, I do like sex that is participatory. Versus sex that is not, because that's called rape. I, well, <laughs> participatory could also be like non, uh, non-o-homo stroko. What is that called? Oh, like uh, the married straight cop on... No. Oh. On, yeah. on Twitter that uh, is like I'm very straight cop and then he's like, like fucking dudes it's sure like, you are yes sweetie yes you is yeah I followed him for a few months before he was seemed to be actually fucking dudes and I'm all like sure you are sweetie <laughs> but you know what he's got a hook yeah yeah People yeah buy the fantasy I mean, and that's totally cool they're like married straight cop oh yeah <laughs> I want that penis penis penis, penis. Goon squad. <laughs> woo, woo. So, so let me tell you, folks. Okay. Sacramento, we have got a horrible wind today, and I am dying, absolutely dying. Woo-hoo. My eyes have like grabbed every piece of pollen mm-hmm. in the world, 
and it's all in my eyeballs, and it itches. And it's pu- it pushed out all the cum that's usually in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I but, can't even keep a load in my eye anymore. But it's true. It is really crazy. And like just like two days ago, I walked outside and started to record on my phone real quick, and all of a sudden, like everything just closed up. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, I can't suck cock. <laughs> uh-huh. Even his butthole closed up, which is one. Oh, honey, it closed up long. Uh-huh. Let me just tell you. Yeah, it mm-hmm. has, folks. And it, nothing been in through the outdoor, outdoor back there for a long time. Like ever, okay? Let's be honest. He, his days, butt is a virgin. I'll make you a deal. Okay. You do something interesting. And <laughs> uh-huh. And for Halloween, when we do our Halloween show... I will tell you an absolute fucking horror story, which about, like, one of the last times anything went there. Well... Listeners, I'm serious, like... Anytime your sister talks about his back door, (laughs) it's usually Halloween time. Well, whenever you talk about your back door, it's usually 8 a.m. Okay. And tea time. And And noon. What? And lunch. Did you say Antifa? And tea time. Ow. I got a morning at Antifa. Well, Turn we up your bell tones, Grandma. We political on this show, but, well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe people have... Thanks for making it uncomfortable. Did I? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, Capital Cut on Reddit says, Finally, a new episode. I love you guys. Yay! And uh, thank you very much for being a Reddit... Uh, Follower, follower. And a shout out to the enormous podcast. Let me just tell you <laughs> that I'm in love with those boys, and I want to have their baby, or give them babies, okay. or put babies in them. Well, apparently you're like legacyed in because you knew like one of their relatives in the '80s. Remember, I asked you, do you remember this couple? No. Hold on, real quick, folks. Bueller. Okay, we're back. And it all coming back to me. Well, apparently it wasn't because we had to stop the show and you had to look something up and you had to do all this stuff and then guess what? Yeah, I had to look up the enormous podcast and and drool over their photos again. Hmm. And, you know. And so, hey, so, um, you know, go over to the enormous podcast and give them a listen. And then um, let them know that uh, Ouija uh, has ejaculated on all of their publicity. In fact, if they have a phone number, I want you to actually call oh. and tell them, Ouija just came on your face. Bish. I was going to say bish, but I was trying to be nice to you because we do love them. <laughs> totally. Oh. No, no. Ouija so, yeah, just came on your face, bish. Do whatever you can to, like, you know, remind them that they are loved. Yeah. And don't worry, Matt's right after him with the paper towel going to clean you up just fine. Girl. He ain't using the paper towel. He's using his goddamn mouth. Oh. <laughs> he dirty. Oh, the boy Lord, dirty. Girl. Oh, I've been watching too much Drag Race because I'm in like oh, oh yeah yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm picking up the eff- you know the, the drag affectations and shit. Affectations. Yeah. There's another big word for this show. I know. Hey, you know what else is really big on this show? What? One of our kids grew up to be super fucking hot. Oh my gosh. So um, you know, a long time ago when we first started the Big Gay Sex Show, uh, God was it like 15 years ago. 
What is uh, it? Actually, it was like 13. Okay. 13, 14. Well, anyways, we had a, a young gentleman who was... Uh, who was... He wasn't no gentleman. He was a farm boy, and he knew and his he was way a around farm the boy, bar. And he, he, was, he, was, he was blossoming. He kaboomed into a man. And now he's a kabooming man. He boomed into a horse. Uh huh. No, he, 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 and you know, I mean, so he's grown up. He is something else. And you know, Lumber Jeff, we love you. I swear, when I saw him, you like sent me his his thing. And you're like, and I'm like, oh, I think I follow him. He's really hot. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's Jeff. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. I've touched myself looking at him. I touched myself. Daddy done got horny for his boy. Anyway, <laughs> but we have some great, you know, who I kind of call the kids, you know, who the listen kids. to us. Oh, my gosh, they Grandpa. Were li- well, they were literally in their late teens. Some of them weren't even 19, girl. I know. When they were listening to us. Yeah. And they grew up. We shouldn't probably. To be like. What? We, who, we who probably, cares? I don't know. We could we could they get us busted like time cops that go back in time? No, honestly, it doesn't. We only throw that up there just you we know, throw that to up. be all like, hey, uh, this is adult talk. But adult talk, really? You know? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had all kinds of underage people listening to our show, and we're like, oh no, we can't. We didn't uh, encourage it. We told them go away until you're 18. I swear. Yeah, that's part of the whole deal. Anyway, point but, being, but there's a lot of a lot of kids that were listening to us in their late teens trying to figure out who they were and mm-hmm. hopefully some of them have come back and said hey you helped me grow up to be you know like healthy and know who I am and stuff like that anyway yeah. please oh um yeah there was there was plenty of that and it always did my heart good and actually in all honesty it's the only thing that kept me podcasting you know is aside from having fun with my best friend mm-hmm. um you know also the uh Emails that we got from um, people saying, hey, thank God you're here. I'm in the middle of Indiana. I'm in the middle of Missouri. I'm in the middle of, you know, uh, California in some spots, you know, um, with no outlet. And this is easily accessible. I can get my hands on it. You both are, you know, uh, seemingly normal people, which, you know. <laughs> and they also <laughs> like the uh, podcast. Exactly. And so, I mean, yeah, so I mean, we, it, it, it always did my heart good. To you know, see that we actually you know we're able to be a little bit of a nightlight out there uh, for some people. Yeah. And so, um, but Lumber Jeff, so um, and he, he, here's his comment: Your show was so important to sexually understanding who the fuck I was in rural Illinois, and understanding how about taking about talking about fetishes or taboos or just sex is helpful for people. Help some process shit. I think I was listening at like 15 or 16 years old <laughs> through 18 or 19 before I was at college. You guys were how I learned about gay sex. I mean, I didn't even know anal sex was a thing uh, back then. Um, back then yeah. was Abercrombie and Fitch models. I was mm-hmm. trying to look at gay porn on dial-up in the ca- country. Oh, girl. <laughs> Hashtag the struggle. <laughs> that was a struggle. It was hard looking at it here on dial up. Mm. Oh, dial up. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners wouldn't even know what dial up is. I know. Okay, so is it what I just saw a meme the other day that was like, uh, in just a few years, it'll be normal for old people to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, um, you know, our technology has boomed so much uh-huh. during our life that, you know, we started off, you know, with, you know, dial up and mm-hmm. things like Prodigy and AOL. Yeah. And, you know, how I got some of my early, like, porn pics were off of AOL. Uh-huh. You know, they're kind of hidden. And you had to go looking for certain rooms. Yeah. And, you know, those rooms would be shut down pretty fast. Prodigy, um, you know, here I was, underage, and, and had all these older guys, like, all, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey. And I was like, not even about, like, catching a predator. I was like, hey, what's up? What's up, big uh-huh. daddy? You know, what's up? And not even the fact they were daddies. My whole thing was they're older and they've had sex. Oh, my God, tell me everything you know. Yeah, Tell me what you know. Yeah. I want to know all the tips you know, and tricks. And I learned about it because when I was 16, 17, I ordered books to read. And I ordered them on the DL. I saved up, like, my pennies because, you know, I was dark poor, of course. So I saved up every fucking penny I could until I had enough to, like, order, like, a six ninety five book, which today would be, like, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like I would just sit and read those stories over and over because as soon as I found out where what went where and everything, I was like, oh yeah, and I'm gonna fucking write about this too, man. Yeah. Um, and he does, folks. Oh, I do, I do. Anyway, but I think that's really. And actually, another thing that he brings up is that is how good it is that there's somebody that is willing to discuss um, fetishes and taboos and stuff like that. One of the things that we kind of ran into on uh, uh, not last episode, but the episode before that, um, is we had to cut some stuff, and then basically because I felt that we were really struggling. We were really struggling because, you know, like, I was talking about books that, you know, some of the themes of it was, like, you know, for sex, and Mm. that, um, you know, we were talking about some incest stuff and this and that, and I'm like kind of like listening back to it going I don't know I don't want to be you know because it's a different world now than when we were first podcasting mm-hmm. when we were first podcasting it was like balls to the wall you said anything you did anything I mean we had people like at least once on the show jerking off we had a couple porn stars come on and, and you know do stuff so I mean but now we are people who are, you know, part of the now culture, even at our age, and don't want to, you know, insult. We don't want to trigger. We don't want to, you know, basically, you know, we're trying too hard to be okay for everyone. And sometimes with sex, it it's triggering, and sometimes it's not politically correct. It's not, you know... Mm. Hashtag pound or you know pound me too or whatever it is you know it's like oh my god so but see that's the thing is that I say that and you're immediately like oh because we want we're very supportive of those movements uh-huh. and to be able to talk freely about sex mm-hmm. in this type of venue we can't always be politically correct or mm-hmm. you know you know. Yeah. There's the W word that I'm trying not to say. The you W know. word. What, what word is that? Woke. Woke. Because right now oh. the Republicans are fucking that shit up. Anyway, point <laughs> being, Woke. point being, it, it's difficult to present and be uh, not trigger, not triggering, not you know. Well, and you know, and let's be honest too. Okay. Um, Please you know. do. Cause that's what we do. So also we are in a period of the world where it seems to be fashionable to be outraged. 
And, That's true. And um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it seems like we've swung the complete other way, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I will say that, I mean, I mean, I've always believed that that, you know, um, there's a bumper sticker out there that says, if you're not angry, then you're not paying attention, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I do believe there's some of that to be true. But if you're living your life where you're always, you know, um, waiting to pounce on somebody because mm-hmm. you feel like, you know, they've said something insensitive. I don't know. That's that's the um, the culture of the, you know, of being outraged, which seems like a very sad culture, you know, to me. Yeah. Um, that we're, I mean, I want to know your experience. And I absolutely love that um, you see it out there on memes and stuff like that. It says that I, I, I don't understand where you're coming from, but I stand with you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I really believe mm-hmm. that that's the way we should be going with this, is that I can't understand as a white gay man. I I have had I've had a very privileged life, and I I, I completely own that. I completely know that. Um, you know, I did used to say, but I'm gay. You know, but I've been reminded time and time again that I pass. Mm-hmm. I'm passable, right? And I I'm a you know white man. You know right. what I mean? So I do understand that I have had, and still do, have many white privileges. And um, and being a passable, um, and when I say passable, I mean passable as straight. You know yes. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I yeah. you know, I I don't have. I mean, hell, I'm heavy footed, and I kind of growl when I talk. I mean, so I guess you know, I could be. Mm-hmm. I guess I could be. You know, you considered straight. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but you know, you throw into that the other stuff is uh, heteronormative, cisgender. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these terms and stuff out there now, and. And it's like, like for me, like when you said Antifa a little bit ago, mm-hmm. at first I'm like, oh God, let's not, <laughs> not, not open any, but you know what the, the point blank thing of it is, is that we support that. All it means is that we don't want a fascist government. That's all it fucking means. Yep. But it's, you know, and it's like, hell yeah, we fucking support that. But then I'm like, oh, God, let's not start. Oh, you know, and I don't want to feel that way. But the point is, we're here to talk about sex. And sometimes shit like that, play, you know, plays into sex, too, is sex is not political correct. Sex is triggering. Sex is, is fulfilling. Sex is all of the good stuff. But it also helps us sometimes helps us and hurts us as we deal with the bad stuff as well. Well, and okay, I'll go, I'll go uh, another step uh, oh, to the left. Um, so growing up, my grandparents always said, okay, look, if you want to be cool and you don't you don't want to um, you don't want to upset the apple cart, then there's three things you don't talk about. That is religion, mm-hmm. that is politics, mm-hmm. and that is sex. Mm-hmm. So we are kind of like, you know, out there on a branch of the tree that we're not supposed to be talking about uh-huh. if you're, you know, from our grandparents' generation. That's true. But um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with sex. I mean, you know, sex was you know portrayed as dirty for so long. Yeah. And something you only did to procreate when it's something that feels so good and is so awesome and something great to do anytime. Sex is something. Sex is fun. Sex is. Best when it's one on one. I stopped what? there because what? I was going to say it's not always. Girl. I don't think George Michael <laughs> really <laughs> believed that. Yeah, hanging out in bathrooms and parks, which is when I finally respected him. <laughs> no, I, you know what? It's funny though because when you know he came out and all this whatever, I always liked him. I always oh. loved his music. I think he's a he was a fucking amazing artist. 
Yeah, in high school, I tried to get my hair permed and looked like him Aww. and from the Wham! videos. Aww. And it, it, sadly, it didn't work out that way. Yeah. I looked more like... Uh, I you know the lead, singer from, photos, uh, yeah. <laughs> the lead singer from the lead singer from Def Leppard. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're triggered, but no, I'm triggered that thinking of that. Uh, but yeah, so I just ran around and sang "Pour Some Sugar on Me." Pour I love some that song. Sugar on me. I know it's cheesy, but I did love that song. Yep. But no, that's the thing is that when. He went through that when he went through the bullshit of you know like oh yeah you're fucking in bathrooms and you're passing out in your car from smoking marijuana or whatever you're smoking, uh, and then he comes out as gay and then it's like boom he comes out as gay and he turns out one of the best fucking music videos ever with outside and the song to match and he's basically like let's go outside let's fuck let's you know he basically turned it on its head mm-hmm. and came back got got a good comeback out of it yeah so i fucking think he's awesome the o- only thing i ever had a problem with with his career was that uh don't let your son go down on me <laughs> oh i mean oh, wait. come on oh. let's you know <laughs> oh that's uh don't let the son i would have let my son go down on him. <laughs> only if i got a video girl uh, and hopefully the son was of age weirdo okay now keep going well he would have been <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not going to tell you how old. Uh-huh. But, um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, the thing for me is that he just, the boy didn't have an ass. Well, I I mean, have, have there been any, like, leaks of nudes of him? There I, I know that he's been kind of, sort of. I know that he is no longer with us, Like, which is some kind of um, half-assed nudes or whatever, but he just, yeah. It wasn't Chris, Chris Evans, uh... No, and see, he's another one who I totally fucking admire because here is a top top star. His he puts his dick out there accidentally, and instead of going, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I may have offended your children," he goes up there and goes, "Now that I have your attention, go mm. vote." Mm. And I'm like, "Yes, that's how you own that shit." It's kind of like I also put that toward like us and any of our listeners who have dick pics or any other kind of pics out there of you guys doing something, uh, you know, on your phone. If you're going to keep this shit on your phone, you got to know that there is a slight chance that it could get out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. We've had friends who've had suddenly their whole, you know, repertoire of who they're doing suddenly put out there on, <laughs> on Facebook and freaking yeah, out. Yeah, because there was a point when Facebook was like, hey, can we access your photos? And would you like to put all of your photos up on Facebook? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I started watching it like, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, cancel, cancel. Where's the cancel? <laughs> Luckily, there was a cancel and it stopped. Yeah. But even for the next several days, I had to go on Facebook every like, like, oh, gosh, every half an hour to make sure that nothing came up. And then Matthew does the shittiest thing ever. What? And, uh, you you took one of the pictures. One of my trick photos. And um, and you put it, he, he cropped it into, <laughs> oh, my, he, like, screenshotted. He screenshot my Facebook. And then he put in, did you mean to post this? And it, it had a... Uh, 
it had my dick on it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't do no, no. And so I'm like, I'm like busting my ass. I'm like my phone. I'm like sweeping through my phone faster than I ever swept through my phone. And to get to Facebook, and then I look look at Facebook. I'm like, oh my god, where is it? I can't find it. Oh my god, it's embedded in something. Oh my god. So I'm like looking through every post and like trying to make sure that it didn't like come up as like a picture in like you know another comment or a post. And I was like, oh no, this is some shit. And Matthew's like, <laughs> I'm like, I will fucking kill you. I will hunt you down and I will kill you. I will make you pay. You will die a horrible, painful death. Every once in a while, I had an ingenious moment. And he had a very mean, mean-spirited moment. Aww. Not ingenious. There's nothing nice about that. You don't do that to people. You don't do that to friends. Friends um, are not food. <laughs> well, sometimes they produce food. Uh, yeah. So, anyway... Yeah, so uh, some of the things that we just need to realize is that going forward, especially, and as we do post that uh, other show in its entirety, that you know what, there are maybe some things that we talk about that are going to bother you or that you're not going to like, and that's okay, and it's still out there for talk about, and you are welcome to talk about why you don't like it. There you go. Anyway. Alrighty, well, what's next? Well, um, oh, it's not that. Uh, okay, so I don't think we talked about this before, so I'm just going to throw it out there and we'll see what comes up. Throw it. Alright, this comes from uh, Connor Habib, who you can find at at Connor Habib on Twitter. Um, I love following him. And he says, sex and porn addiction are bullshit diagnoses diagnoses invented to corral people into heteronormative behavior to make phony therapists with very little human sexuality training money to support state religious and corporate control of bodies and to pathologize pleasure disregard them and I will tell you when I read this I was like huh I will now, t- mm. it is something that I have always kind of felt like a lot of this, you know, but I also know people that, you know, really are heavy into, yes, I'm a sex addict and blah, blah, blah. And I think we're kind of going to go in the same direction, but what do you, what do you think? So anyways, we do have a friend who, who, uh, who did end up going to a therapist who would convince them that, yes, they were a sex addict mm. and, um, a porn addict and, to turn their life around and to get morally straight and morally good with Jesus. Oh, and, um, you know, so they are doing the gays for Jesus, but they're still dying to, like, um, have sex and dying to, you know, watch some porn. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that uh, they were accidentally triggered um, a couple months ago because they had gotten one of those VR, um, the uh, virtual reality uh, goggles. And buried deep in the virtual reality goggles is a an adult area and so i had gotten some texts from them you know uh go, you know talking about how desperately sad they were that they have broken their um their sobriety uh, so to speak um with a set of vr glasses mm. in an adult area of this vr whatever i don't know what you call them i guess world um so it reminds me that I do remember this much that 
and uh, my time with working with the LGBT community that sex addiction is not a true diagnosis. So I mean, I'm, I'm right there with Connor Habib um, that you know these things are created. Uh, what it is 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 these things exist in our mind. It's just a repetitive, probably not healthy, you know, place to be. It has little to do with the sex. It has little to do with the porn. It has to do with your mental mm-hmm. state, you know. Mm-hmm. That um, if you are, if this is how you're coping, and this is your only coping mechanism, that maybe that's not healthy, you know. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say, is that I don't think, I, I do agree that that is a bullshit diagnosis. However, I have seen people very close to me who have really taken the horrible things that were going on in their lives mm-hmm. and their their mood swings and used sex as an outlet mm-hmm. to be self-destructive and I mean hardcore self-destructive mm-hmm. yeah and also and also porn mm-hmm. is another thing that you know you can get you know when you're gooning uh, you know and we use the term gooning in quote you know, you know it's all fun and games but the fact is if you're in a hotel room, watching porn and jerking off for three days in a row there's something going on there and it's not the porn wait it's there's been times that i've had to travel work and i could like goon all night long and see that's totally cool but you're not you're not turning it into not facing whatever's really going on with you i know you're being that you're that's a getaway i mean hey i would (laughs) love to you know have a, a great place by the the ocean for a day or two and just have a TV and some good porn and be like, yeah, I'm going to wank for the next five, six hours. Fuck mm. you. But, you know, when it gets to that point, but that's exactly what you're saying, and I agree. It's something else that's going on that you are not dealing with or facing mm-hmm. that is you're using this as a crutch for. It's just, And you can even apply it to when I used to use food. Mm-hmm. As you know, as and it became a destructive force, and I had to look at that and and say, you know what, the food ain't making me eat it. What's going on with me mm-hmm. doing this? And I think that's the same thing that can be applied with this. And you know, I'll, I'll take you know, I'll take some words from a very famous old movie. You know, and friend. Oh wait, no, what? What is it you can't face? <laughs> the sound of music. Yes. I what is that. it you can't face? So you know, just. Seriously, you know, just like you know, if you are experiencing, you know, problems and you feel like you're dedicating way too much time to um, masturbation and um, sex, uh, or maybe mm-hmm. the pursuit of sex, um, then you know you do have to ask yourself: Is something more going on with you? Right. And remember that sex is not dirty and sex is not bad. And porn, you know, sex porn is, is good in, in doses, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, it depend, you got to determine your own dose. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. you know, are you somebody who could sit there and watch, like, the RFC for, like, hours on end? That's me. Um, right. You know, and, and you got all that. You can also monitor yourself. It's like when you're watching sex for the, you know, second day in a row or whatever, and you're feeling bad, but you're still doing it, mm-hmm. you need to check yourself. You yeah, know? yeah. So, anyway... Yeah. So that was an interesting you go, Connor. Uh, thing, and I totally agree with that. So thank you for bringing that up, Connor. Okay, so now this one uh, is a post. Now, I'm not going to say who posted it because just because there's no need to. However, <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so he, he wrote it, and he posted this thing on social media that said, Note to Tops, 
You're putting your fuck stick into a poop hole. <laughs> if you shame any bottom for not being clean enough back there, you're a horrific person who deserves his castration. Shit happens, offer a shower. What are your thoughts on that, sir? My thoughts are... They are... That yes, um, that when you top and when you bottom, you know, that there are certain... Uh, there are certain times that things cannot be... Sometimes shit happens. Exactly. And so, I mean, it is a occupational hazard when you're shoving your your stick in the back door. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, these things can happen. Now, now when it happens, do I, I kind of freak out a little bit? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> but um, I know, too, Legit. that, you know, these things happen for everybody. So, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, I always care. I always have a couple of extra, you know, douches, you know, mm-hmm. clean, unused douches, um, you know, in the bathroom. And if somebody, you know, because I know that if somebody's traveling to me, uh-huh. that, you know, I mean, they can't be as cleaned out as if they are hosting. When they left, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Stay if they too, host, yeah. you know, you can actually probably offer a better, you know, um, better backdoor experience. Um, right. And so I'm not saying that all bottoms need to be, like, hosting, but I'm saying that, you know, if you travel, and and if you, you were doubting your cleanliness back there and you want to go check yourself, go do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The top is going to, compl- well, if the top doesn't uh, understand that he's a complete asshole and you shouldn't be having sex with him anyway. Right. Um, but if you want to make sure that you're, you know, you want to powder your nose, well, without powdering your nose, anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Then, um, <laughs> this guy might be a little harsh with the castration, but um, yeah, if you're shoving things in the back door, then you've got to know that there's an occupational hazard involved that you might actually pull out and uh, right. get a chili dog. Well, and you know, I I agree. You know, it's true. Stuff happens. It's okay. Everybody needs to calm the fuck down. Nobody needs to freak out. Just take care of the situation and get back to the good stuff. Um, I just wish there was a better way, though. Because when, when I'm like, I'm going to town, and I get a whiff of something that that's mm-hmm. a little awry, and I'm like, uh, oh god, how, how do I how do I tell him? You know, um, do I tap? So usually I tap the guy on the butt, and I'm like, um, you want to check things? And uh, they're all, and of course the first thing they're like, oh my god, you know, they right. flip the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm like, there just has there should be like a, a word that's like that, that's calming yeah. and soothing that you could be like. <laughs> I just wish there was a way you could do it without, like, you know, make, all of a sudden, like, freaking them out, and they pinch off your penis because they clench up so hard. Oh, you're taking me with you. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what? And I'm like, uh, um, um, it's all good. Um, you just need to, like, bring me a hot, <laughs> hot towelette. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, go check yourself. Right. You know. Yeah. No. And and, and, and oh, what the funniest experience is though the guy uh-oh. the guy w- had no problem with it. The guy had no problem with it at all. He's like, well, can't you just finish up? I'm like, uh, no, I can't. Sorry, I need I'm help. sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, uh, I can't because it's it's no. I'm not German. It's running down my leg. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> well, then then yeah, they need to do it for more. They need to do it for the duvet, uh, if nothing else. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, okay, so bottoms, uh, don't freak out. And tops, don't freak out. Just <laughs> handle the situation. And I will tell you, I freaked out once. And the reason was, it was actually my very first time topping. 
and I ended up with this guy who was an older guy, very nice guy, but he was just older, and I finally got it in, and I was nervous as hell, and I finally got it in, and then I started going to town, and then I couldn't keep going after a while, and then I just rolled off, and I reached down there to stroke myself, and let's just say there was a lot there was a lot of it was pudding uh. Uh, and so I went to so I once I realized what it was I went and cleaned him up I didn't or cleaned myself up I didn't want to make him feel bad at all you know I told him there's a bathroom right there if you'd like to take care of yourself and um, and I just went and took a shower and dealt with it but there was so much of it I'm like, there is no way he could have even attempted to clean himself out. And the second time I was with him, he wanted me to use a dildo on him. So I did, and when I pulled it out, it was a huge thing of it all the way down. And I'm not talking like, oops, there was a little accident. I'm talking like, holy shit, you were... (laughs) Well, yeah, holy shit. Um, And I, I said... I didn't want to put it on his bed or anything, but there was no like little towel or anything. I'm like, maybe we need to do something with the poo dildo, you know? <laughs> and and he's all like, well, that's what happens when you bought him. And I was like, not if you try, <laughs> not if you do something. I mean, at least squirt some water. And, but like, he was from the old school New York. He would talk about when he would go to the bars and get fucked all night long. And but he never, never, even tried to mm. empty his chamber. Mm. So, and Before trust me, see the kit, trust me, Harry try to Potter, empty the chamber. That was a chamber of secrets I didn't want to know. But anyway, but I didn't freak out about it. Mm-hmm. Internally, maybe internally, I did a little mm-hmm. bit. I just got on with it and never did it with him again. Anyway, so here he follows up and says. I have met too many bottoms who are terrified of their anal hygiene with regards to prepping for sex. I'm married to one. And what's the source of anxiety? Tops who have shamed them. It's just dumb. And the, the tops that shame, I totally agree with. That That's bullshit. The shaming is bullshit. Just get the fuck over it. Move on. Yep. Ouija agrees. I mean, all parties should, you know, attempt to, you know, yeah. be well, ready for the how about when you go down on someone and you're not somebody that's into somebody that smells like they you know haven't washed in two mm-hmm. weeks or yep. somebody who is you know smell sensitive or something and and the top one's like suck it suck my dick and mm-hmm. you're all like Ooh. well and i can tell you this too is that i mean you know keeping a clean back door is also a thing for tops Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how many times you know oh, I've been in a yes. scenario mm-hmm. or a group setting, and you know a topic ex- another topic expects it you know me to go down on him, and I do, mm-hmm. and I can smell bad butt, mm-hmm. and so I mean that goes both ways, boys. So if you are a top, maybe you could just do a, a you know courtesy washout. It was little in the middle, but he got poop butt. <laughs> but um yeah so i mean you know so it goes it honestly does go both ways so i mean if you are expecting a guy to go down on you mm-hmm. you know i mean don't have you know yeasty smelling balls right. and a dirty asshole because guess what because the minute those balls come up 
they're getting you're gassing the poor bastard that's you know <laughs> trying to give you some good time. There, yeah. If if you, it, hygiene is important during both hookups. sides. Both sides. And if you if you're somebody that wants seven day old balls, <clears throat> well seven seven day old smelling balls, uh-huh. that's okay. But discuss that beforehand. You know. Yep, heavy odors are something you really should discuss beforehand. All right. Well, uh, along the same topic, I, I found this. Ah. This is this is from at uh, Gay Sex Advice on Twitter, and uh, <clears throat> did you want to read? I would love to. I read a lot about what seems like constant anal sex, ah. all day sessions or night and morning. What I don't understand is when you can actually get to poop. Or not make a mess of the event. All the prep for good anal sex takes a while and is not exactly spur of the moment stuff. Surely you gotta eat it sometime. You eat, you shit. Also, if you are constantly having massive amount of anal sex bottom, also if you are constantly having massive amount of anal sex bottom, <laughs> Doesn't it mess up your ability to hold your bowels? Question mark. I have casual anal sex, but still worry I won't be able to control my bowels if I do it too much and have a messy time if it goes for too long. What is the secret to all of this, Australia? Signed, Australia. <laughs> long story short, intermittent fasting. Okay, so this is the advice that was given back to these to this person by at gay sex advice who you can follow on twitter at gay sex advice gay sex x advice is it one two i don't know just go find them at gay sex and that's three x's advice it was three x hashtag gay sex advice long story short intermittent fasting a professional bottom professional is in quotes <laughs> bottom figures out his body's rhythm he knows how long his digestive tract normally takes he knows how to clean out before a good fuck session he'll drink a smoothie and that works for him it is a dancer <laughs> rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> that's the trick i cannot give you a recipe mm-hmm. well then <laughs> who the fuck are you then recipe. <laughs> I cannot give you a recipe. You have to figure out what works well for you and what can make your digestive tract predictable. I would suggest the professional bottom have better control over their bowels than someone who just lets shit happen. He knows the sensations, and as he's learned the muscle control, he can expel predictably. <laughs> Or I just got a visual of someone being like, oh, pardon me, my alarm's going off. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> so you might want to stand back, sir. Stand back and to the left. Projectile poopy. Exactly. It's kind of like, uh, so growing up, there was a band. It was called Lords of Acid. And um, <laughs> what are, what are the, uh, I can't remember what it was from, but um, what's the name of their, their one of their albums or whatnot? But it was The Archer of Loaf. So it was all about somebody who could actually arch their poop. Oh. They could. <laughs> so, anyways, the archer of loaf. So that always sticks out in my brain sometimes like, mm. when I'm dealing with these these professional bottoms. Uh, <laughs> but, I'll just stand aside, arch your poop, <laughs> bullseye. <laughs> but um, I don't know about your shit logs. Oh God. Oh my. Oh. 
Okay, this is... I'm feeling okay. triggered. <laughs> this is... We're back to the intermittent fasting. Sorry for my side story. Uh, because now, now we're talking about shit logs. I don't know about your shit logs, but many of mine would put the cocks I take to shame. Oh. oh okay, I'm sorry. I'm triggered now. Because I just... I almost threw up in my mouth. Um... I don't need to know about some of these long poops. Unless, um, uh, yeah, you finish. Unless please. you do something damaging to your ass, you won't lose control over your bowels. You'll shit and fuck for a lifetime without worry. Hopefully, not at the same time. Unless they're German. So, and the, well, this we go. bit of gay sex advice is brought to you by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't even know, but I think you just triggered me with the fuck. Don't, don't even explain it. I know it's not maybe something racist coming from you. No. But I'm sorry. No, because Cracker Barrel makes a very good cheese log. Oh, see, now I would not have gotten there unless you explained it to me, you little pale bastard. So. Cheese log. Oh, dear. But goodness. cheese log is so much more appetizing than a shit log. See, I meant it to be helpful people, uh, and it just, it, it didn't go there. It goes south. Anyway. It's terrible. I know, it's horrible. Anyway, people, hey, send us, uh, go over and check us out at BigGaySexShow.com. Uh, send your feedback to show at BigGaySexShow.com. Give us a call at... 408-692-4827. Once again, 408 Oh, oh, dear Lord. 408-692-4827. Now we know why we don't get in calls. I know. Uh, join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bgss. And remember, we do not appear in the app, so look us up on the computer. Follow us on Twitter, which is not safe for work, at Matt Ouija. Follow us on Instagram at Big Gay Sex Show. And read us on Reddit at r slash Big Gay Sex Show. All right. Well, thank you for uh, uh, a professional bottom podcast. A show that wasn't shitty. <laughs> or I was think it? it was pretty shitty, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we've actually had this much conversation about Boom Boom in a long time. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's in your back and in your room. <laughs> <laughs> it's all over your sheets. Oh. Or from like a, 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 another... Uh, that isn't uh, that. That's not mud on your sheets. Oh, a shitted sheet. <laughs> oh, okay. Sheeted shit is now such we, a we're, shoot. we're going down. All right, we're doing it. We're we're, we're out. Right. We will catch you soon. Peace. We love you. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net. This show is part of the Pride Forty Eight Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.